0: Hey guys I'm Justine Steemans and this is the IT podcast. The IT podcast is raw conversations with people that inspire me and make me want to keep chasing my dreams. With the IT podcast I promise you authenticity and nothing less. Jake is a Daytime Emmy winner who can be seen starring in Amazon Prime Series Class Act, best known for his award-winning turn in the series The Bayer's EJ. He just acted in a movie with Robert De Niro called The Comeback Trail. Hey, Jake, how's it going?
1: Good, thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for joining me. I really appreciate it. You started your career in baseball, followed by modeling, and then moved to acting. What did that transition look like?
1: That was an interesting transition, to say the least. I wanted to play baseball ever since I was a little kid. I wanted to play for the New York Mets and be the next Mike Piazza. That was the big New York Mets star. And as the years went on, it was like becoming more and more clear that I wasn't going to be able to make it as a pro baseball player. So I would say like the last straw was I went to an open tryout for the Philadelphia Phillies. I drove from upstate New York all the way to Philadelphia. Left to so like 4 a.m. was the first one at the field. I showed up and there was a guy and he was, he was there and he's like looking at me weird and I'm like, what? And he's like, we're not seeing people today. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, they canceled it. So that was kind of like that last straw, I would say, after you know all these years working towards that goal. And I was like, maybe this is the universe telling me I need to go in a different direction. Mm-hmm. So I went to a coffee shop nearby and someone approached me and gave me a card. And I was kind of in my own zone of trying to figure out life. And, you know, he said, come check out my office. I'm a working agency and I'm kind of like buzz off because, you know, I just am not in a good mood at this point. And, you know, I look at the card, I get home and I get all the way back up to upstate and I'm just looking at the card. And I'm like, well, I have nothing else going on. So I looked them up and they were like a legitimate agency. I met with them, I, mm. uh, they put me in a commercial acting class, started sending me out to some auditions, got me a few campaigns and yeah. So then I was off and running from there and I decided that I was gonna just go for it and move to LA and, and give the acting thing a shot. And that led obviously to producing all this, you know, kind of stuff that's been happening in the last couple of years.
0: Mm, Good on you for chasing your dreams. I really admire that. Thank you. And we all know how difficult it is being in LA. And what obstacles did you face coming to LA to pursue acting?
1: Just moving here, not knowing anyone, not having a place to stay or any financial stability. It's it's just like every other artist that comes to LA it's like you're coming here and you're just trying to figure things out and you're trying to find your place and you know I'm grateful that I was able to to do that I started working like catering jobs and waitering and doing personal training and all this stuff just to make some money and then yeah then that led to me starting to like dive in and starting to work I guess that was my goal I came here to do it and I did it essentially so
0: yeah, That's very awesome. Very fortunate. I didn't have the quiet experience like you did, but as Man, we talked about uh, earlier.
1: <laughs> yeah. You want to expand on that a little bit? Better.
0: So I moved to LA and I basically got scammed. First of all, I mm. got scammed into accommodation. They wanted money. And luckily my friend was with me and she was like, no, 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 Justine, you can't trust. Cause I'm very trusting. I'm a very trusting. Right. <laughs> And you learn the hard way in LA. Like, you cannot trust everyone. Not yes. everyone is trustworthy. And mm-hmm. luckily, I came across a place that accommodated a lot of artists. We're talking like 40 different artists in a house. Oh.
1: That's insane. 40 artists. How do you even fit that many people in there? What do you, what so is that like a fit or what?
0: Bunk bed living. I'm talking about putting six individuals into a room into wow. a space
1: like <laughs> you like were sardines because you all packed your so <laughs> exactly tight.
0: exactly yeah. that's exactly what it was we were like crammed in this room but you know what it was yeah. awesome it was amazing it was like one of the best experiences i've ever had
1: just well, I, I think that's that's very cool that you can take what some people you know might have been overwhelmed in that kind of environment and it was one of the best experiences for you so i think that's amazing
0: Thank you. Yeah, yes. I, I loved it. I read in one of your interviews that you wrote, produced, and starred in a short film called Face Off. To be more proactive, good on you. And I love it when people make their own way. Can you tell us more about that?
1: Yeah, I came here and I, again, like I told you what I was doing, and you know, to try to make some money, but I was like, I don't want to just sit around and wait for auditions to come or wait for somebody to offer me a dream role whatever it may be so I'm like I gotta get after it and so I made a film that was close to who I was I was I was very strategic about if I'm gonna make something I gotta be able to do it really well and again like I had no experience acting before I mentioned to you earlier that there was all these actors that you know have been training since they could like talk. And they were going to the most prestigious universities to study film and theater. And they would all been working on TV shows before I even, you know, stepped into an acting class. And so I was like, how am I going to compete with that? Well, I got to show people that I can. And I got to do it by doing a role that I can play as good as anybody, which I knew was an athlete. I was an athlete my whole life. So I'm like, I'm going to write something for myself that I can shine in And I played a boxer in it and I I wrote it. It was the first thing I wrote and it was bad. I wrote it and it was (laughs) not good. I brought it to the guy that I wanted to direct the film and he was like, man, you need some help. He (laughs) gave me a book on screenwriting. I went back. like That night, I just read the whole book. And then I read a script the next day, which was rocky because I'm like, this is similar in tone, even though mine's a short, I'm like, I need to kind of see how they can implement these things that they're discussing in the book and the structure and all that stuff. And so I learned how to do it. And so I went back and I, you know, I'm still new at this skill. So I wasn't like overnight, like an instant amazing writer. I came back and he's like, all right, it's a little better. It's still, it still sucks, but it's a little bit better. (laughs) And so basically I just kept working on it, working on it. He was helping me and then got it to a place that was good and we shot it and i also cast someone in that film who was on the tv show on amazon the first one that i worked on mm-hmm. knowing that you know she could probably you know make some good intros for me and she did and then i was off and running with that show so it was it was very beneficial that short film was the start of my career for sure
0: i really admire that. So- It's so true. You have to start. You just have to begin. That's all it is. You just have to start. You just have to try. You just have to do. Mm -hmm. I've heard so much advice. Oh, you have to study how to screenwrite. You need years of practice. I don't believe that. The only way to do it is just to do it. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I've written my first screenplay.
1: Congratulations.
0: Which I'd love to send to you. Please
1: do. Please do. Yes.
0: It's really rough, but I started, I began, I do not know what I was doing. I downloaded Final Draft and I just went for it.
1: I love it. And you did it though, that's what's so great, is that you didn't talk about the first screenplay that you want to write, you wrote your screenplay, which I think is great.
0: Yeah, with me, I just jump in with two feet. Sometimes I don't think about things, I just wanna do, 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 but I'm a jumper.
1: I think that's the best way to learn, you just get right in the water. Yeah. Either you learn to swim that way, I think so.
0: Exactly. You either someone yeah, you, you can drown, but.
1: <laughs> Most of the times you won't, I feel like. Most of yes. the time you're going to.
0: You there there will wanna... always be people to save you. I believe that. Yeah. There will always be someone to have your back. Yeah. What advice can you give to people out there who want to produce their own material?
1: Just like you just said, just do it. Everyone's always so worried about, like, oh, I'm not ready yet, or. I don't have enough money or it's, I'm busy with this or busy with that. I think I mentioned this as well, that this industry, what we're doing here in in TV, film, theater, whatever it may be, it's not brain surgery. We're not, this isn't life or death. And, you know, I think if you can realize that, that kind of takes some of the pressure off. That's just unnecessary that we create for ourselves and just say, I need to, go make something because this is what I love to do. Like I, I'm in this industry because I want to create and I'm an artist and, and just go do it and figure out a way to, to get it done. The first short film I did, you know, I didn't know how to write and I just figured out how to write and I got good people around me and helped elevate the project and was able to make something. And you don't need a million dollars. You can go get, find a friend that has a camera, find, you know, have your friends be your crew. I've heard so many stories like this, you know what I'm saying like you don't you literally don't need anything if, if you want to make a, a film like yeah. it's actually as much as you want essentially and so but that's just for one facet of life like and I think that's a metaphor for anything like anything that you want to do, you just have to do it and I, and I think I mentioned a story to you earlier about Pierce Brosnan, who I met him, and he told me as the best advice he could give to me when I'm like, how did you get to where you are? He just said, just do it. And I'm just like, thanks a lot, man. Like I couldn't have thought of that, you know, <laughs> but he was right more than I've done in my career. It's just been, you know, just trying to every single day, take care of the stuff that I need to take care of. And that it's just doing, and, and the word doing is so great because it's just being proactive and uh-huh. making stuff happen for yourself because most people Love to you know, just feel like oh, it's just not working out for me or whatever. It's like no, it, it can work out for anybody at all as, as if you want it and if you want to make it happen. So yeah, awesome. just go do it. Go do it.
0: Awesome. Yeah. And what I love about LA is everybody loves to collaborate. It's such yeah. a great network. Like people are so keen. Mm-hmm.
1: Definitely, you can go here. You can meet people right away and you get off and running, you know?
0: Mm, Love it. So you worked with Eric Roberts. For you guys who don't know, that's Julia Roberts' brother. What did you learn from playing alongside him?
1: I learned how I could be more present as an actor. He doesn't do a single take the same way at all. It's like he's always kind of keeping the other actors on their toes, and Mm. he likes to explore within scenes. And I think it makes for really, really interesting work. And he was just keeping us on our toes. So when he does something differently on the second take, then I'm then reacting differently because it's not what I was expecting. So I think it's cool to do that to keep the work fresh and organic. And so that's what he was able to do with that. But he was also really funny. He would tell a bunch of jokes when he was on set. And yeah, we didn't know whether or not he was joking at first always because he had like, kind of. Like he would say something we think was sarcastic, and then we would all like kind of look at each other. And then when he would laugh, we would laugh. Like we were like, okay, it's good to laugh now, you know, (laughs) because we didn't want to be rude if it wasn't a joke. But like he was definitely joking. So we but we were waiting on it always. But then we got to know him better, and we knew when he was actually joking more. But he told us a bunch of really cool stories too about you know his experiences and the people that he's worked with. And I was just trying to be like a sponge and just learn as much as I could from him. And, and all the people like Eric that I've gotten to work with, like De Niro and people like that, I just try to, you know, absorb as much as I can because they've been extremely successful within the industry. And those are the people that, you know, I aspire to be like, so.
0: Mm. Wow. Mm -hmm. What an experience. And you also had a wonderful experience. Can you tell us about your future project with Al Pacino?
1: Yes, I can. So I partnered with Julie Pacino. We have a company now called Tiny Apples, and Julie is Al's daughter. I love Julie to death. Julie's like my sister, Mm -hmm. and she's extremely talented writer, director, producer as well. And basically, she brought this project to me, King Lear, starring Al Pacino. Mm -hmm. and we were able to close a very big deal before the new year. So then we were then attached as co-executive producers, which is very cool because it was just a great way to, you know, we're going into the new year with a really exciting project, and I guess this is like Al's, you know, passion project, and he loves Shakespeare from what I've heard. And so we're very excited to be a part of it. It's another one. I'm just going to be on set as much as I can and try to learn as much as I can. And, you know, I'm extremely grateful to be a part of it. I don't know what else I can really say. Yeah.
0: Congratulations. Wow.
1: Thank you so much.
0: So I really believe in morning routines. I think mm. it's really important to set yourself up every day for success. Can you yes. get a specific?
1: Yeah. So every single day I wake up and I have a pretty specific routine I have to do. I actually do this in the morning when I wake up and before I go to bed, I do it both times, but I wake up, I do like my gratitude, just, you know, what I'm grateful for. I'm awake. I'm in my comfortable bed and I have all this exciting stuff going on. And then I'll do like a prayer for every single person in my family and then for myself and for like manifesting things and just letting them be like, I'm not like, please let this happen. I'm like, you know, I want to get this done. I want to get this done. And I just say it. And I say it for each one of those people in my family too. And after I let that go, then I'll I'll visualize the stuff that I want to have happen after that. And after that, I will just recite like the things that I need to work on Personally, like I mentioned, I've become very spiritual over the last like three years. Mm. So I've read a, a ton of books on everything. And so I try to incorporate what I've learned into, you know, my day to day. And so I'll go over like the four agreements and all this stuff as well. And so I'll do that every, every morning, every night. I also then I'll meditate for like five, 10 minutes. I'm not a super long meditator. I'm not able to focus. I'm working on it. And yeah, so I do that and then I'll work out. And then I'll start my day. So I feel like I have a whole routine where I'm trying to put myself in the best headspace and, and work on, you know, being happy and stuff like that. And I feel like that stuff all goes towards that. And, and also it, it goes towards, you know, I'm visualizing all the stuff I want to have happen. And I feel like I'm working on preparing myself for when I'm in stressful situations, how to stay relaxed and all that stuff. So it's just very beneficial all the way around, I would say.
0: That's so cool. I have a recording for you. To me,
1: oh,
0: yeah? I'm a to send it to you. It'll help you.
1: Yeah, I'd love I to hear
0: it. I'm a spiritual teacher and oh. helps beginners get into meditation. So cool. you try it out in the morning. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Love it. Yeah. And my morning routine is really similar to yours. What is it? I like to do sketching. So yeah. what I do is I get out my journal and I pretend that I'm ready in the state that I wanna be in. So I write yeah. in the present. Like, I am so happy. And grateful right. for that, and then I write down exactly what I want. But it's happening in the present moment.
1: I love that. It's great and manifesting can... right there.
0: Yes, manifesting that, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I visualise too. And I also do meditation. And yes, I'll send you that clip. It's really good.
1: That's great, definitely
0: so that. And it helps you focus on all the different body parts, and that's wow. a way of just like staying present.
1: Yes, absolutely. That's that's another
0: thing that I'm trying to work on this year is staying present. I think it's so important to be in the present moment. It's so easy to get caught up in the past and think about the future, but we need to be grounded and stay in the present. It's so important.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great way to appreciate time more. And I don't even like to think of time as time because I just think of it as like a made-up way that we Mm. you know, control life. But basically, it's a good way to appreciate moments more. And so, you know, I felt like the the years that I hadn't worked on spirituality just flew by. And then as soon as I've been working on being more present, like last year is probably my best year, I would say in terms of just being able to slow things down and just appreciate like the little things. Now I appreciate things like, I try as much as I can to go see like the sunset every single night or like, when I get back late from like, I don't know, rehearsal or a party and I look up and I can see the stars and stuff like that. And like, I'm starting to just appreciate and clock little moments all the time. And so, I don't know. I think that's just progress, I feel like, in terms of my spiritual journey, which has been cool.
0: Yes, yeah. It's all about just taking a day-by-day, setting routines for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, it's very important. Definitely about evening routines. I don't know if you know about that. They say the last five minutes before Mm. you go to bed also sets you up for success the next day. Those Mm. last five minutes before you close your eyes and go to sleep is very crucial for the next day. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, I didn't know that. That's cool. I do do that same routine. I keep it going at night but I didn't know that statistic about the last five minutes it's very very interesting
0: Mm, they say you should for the last five minutes close your eyes and also visualize and Mm. that will carry on into your dreams and when you wake up you'll wake up in a positive state wow Mm.
1: I'm gonna try it out the visualization at night
0: yeah you should try it I am must have it now yeah so what book or podcast can you recommend that will benefit our listeners in any way
1: I would say in terms of podcasts, there's a guy named Jay Shetty. He was someone who was like struggling, and then he became a monk, and then now he's a big influencer. So he's been all over the map, but he just does really, really interesting spiritual podcasts, which I think are very beneficial for anyone, whether it comes to people dealing with relationships or work. He kind of covers all of those topics really well, I think. And he has really interesting guests that he brings on. Like there's one with Kobe Bryant that I think everyone should listen to. And I think, you know, he is like, I'm a big fan of, of Kobe and hearing him talk about like his transition from basketball to, you know, film industry, mm-hmm. This film that won the Oscar was really, really interesting. And just hearing him talk more about his work ethic, like he talks about having this flame that always motivated him and and keeping that flame alive and and I know exactly what he's talking about. So I was hearing things that, that he was saying and and I was like relating to it. And yeah, Jay did a great interview with Kobe. And he also did one with there's an artist named Mike Posner. I would highly recommend Mike Posner's another one who's very, very spiritual. He had, came to LA. He had got everything he wanted, you know, multi-millionaire, big house in the hills, cars but then he realized that wasn't gonna make him happy. So he like sold all his stuff and went to go like live in a van and he wow. quit touring and he decided he just wanted to walk across America. So that's what he did last year. And I don't know, just an interesting guy, but I just think it's cool when people do their own thing and, mm. you know, and realizing that the fame aspect of what we're doing here isn't gonna make anybody happy. Mm-hmm. So in terms of podcasts, Jay Shetty, books, did you say books as well?
0: Books, any books okay. you can write? Yes,
1: books. The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success, definitely read that one. That's one that like I try to follow through the T as much as I can. I think it's just so spot on. Power of Now, I think, is a great one. That was the first one that got me into spirituality. Four Agreements, The Little Prince. That's like a little fable one I really like. And then The Alchemist is the same thing. It's, they're great, great books. And I take lessons from every single one of those and try to implement those into my life. Awesome. Yeah.
0: So, where can people find you? Can you give us your socials?
1: Yes, I've been MIA on Insta for a little bit, but I'll be back on there. But my Instagram is Jake Hunter Official. Mm-hmm. Same thing. That's also my TikTok. I started <laughs> jumping on TikTok, doing some silly videos on there. And Twitter and Facebook, I believe it's Jake L Hunter on there. So.
0: So for all the ladies, I think you want to go and definitely check this man out. <laughs> awesome content on there not only some awesome photos but awesome videos too which i checked out i really enjoyed that one with you and your roommate yeah hilarious Love yeah
1: that. yeah where he keeps ruining the date
0: yes oh yeah. so funny
1: yeah that's like one of the big skit people on instagram sky on wahid and We would collaborate sometimes. He lived across the street from me, where I used to live in in North Hollywood, and we would do some funny videos together. So,
0: oh, I love it. Well, thank you so much for being such an awesome guest. I really appreciate you. you. Thank you, and enjoy the rest of your day. Me too. You off to an exciting event?
1: Yes, I'm going to go to uh, one of the uh, the Oscar parties tonight. Are you going to watch the Oscars? Yes. Nice, nice.
0: (laughs) That is so exciting.
1: Yes, yes. I'm excited, so.
0: Wow. Excited for you.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate that.
0: Thank you. Bye.